phase of the meeting and just continue on part two really on how to become wealthy and I want to say something at the end uh, I'm saying that to remind myself uh, about about what we are discussing right so I, I let's read that scripture and then move to two other scriptures and John 14 verse 12 right uh, surely I say with that one right can we read it let's read it please yeah mm. Now, the one who is saying this is Jesus, right? He says, he who believes on me. So, in this case, Jesus is the object of your belief. There is more of a science behind the things of God than there is really religion. There's, there's a, 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 a general need for the seeker of truth to actually pursue the knowledge that is consistent with the life that the scriptures present. God said, my people are destroyed, not for a lack of prayer life. Not for lack of fasting. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge. And, and, and what is science? Science is the systematic pursuit and application of knowledge. God is not the all-religious God. He's the omniscient God. He's the all-knowing God. So God specializes in knowledge. And, and really, that is the scientific aspect behind the supernatural. Because these, they, they are principles, they are systems. That if a man would pursue line upon line, precept upon precept, would come into reality. Jesus said, if you continue in the truth, it's not just knowing it, but continuing in it. In other words, allowing the truth you know to become the driving force, the engine of your life. He says, through knowledge shall the just be delivered. So it's scientific. It's a science. So if, if you want to move from one phase to another, one stage uh, uh, to another in your life, you're going to need to understand the science of how the Word of God works. And that is really learning to pay attention to the details in the communication of Scripture. 
especially in areas where God is specifically speaking. Because you find stories in the Bible and then you find literal sayings, literal communications of God, the Spirit who is eternal talking. And, and those communication actually gives us insight into his mind, into his thinkings, and his modus operandi. So when you look into what Jesus is saying in this verse, you can, you can begin to understand why there are people failing and why there are people succeeding in life. Because Jesus is saying to you and me that the science of greater works is belief. That faith, belief, is actually the science that controls every other operation in the kingdom. So he says, he that believeth on me, on me, he says, what I do, he can do. And not only that, he will do greater works. So there is a danger in believing in Jesus. Last week I showed you its potential, but there's really a danger in believing in Jesus. Because if you believe in Him, you should never expect Him to do greater than what you can do for yourself. It says, greater works than these shall He do. Because I am going. So his absence presents an opportunity and both a danger to those who believe in him. So the expectational, uh, 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 or the expectation of a believer on Jesus should never be greater than what Jesus said he could accomplish. Because if you expect Jesus to do anything for you, he will always do lesser. Why? Because believing in Him puts the responsibility on you and not on Him. So He says to you, it's not the absence of power that you are incapable. But it's the lack of initiative and understanding your role in your belief in me. So when you believe in Jesus, He does not do for you. He gives you power to do. When you look at the world, you can understand that faith is what governs everything. Belief is what governs everything. Now, there are people who believe in themselves and they can succeed. There are people who believe in God and they fail. What's the problem? Can I show you this? You, in fact, we don't even need to read it. If I can just say the scripture, you'll know it. John 3 verse 16. For so that he that who, who what? Yeah. Hmm. He didn't say he will not. He said he should. So, that, that you should not fail does not mean you will, you will not fail. 
that you should not perish does in no way mean that you will not perish. There are Christians who are perishing that should not be perishing. There are Christians who are suffering that should not be suffering. There are Christians who are, who are poor that should not be poor. It says that whosoever believes should. So, so believing gives you access to opportunity that is available in that dimension. So to believe in Jesus gives you access to the, to the potentials and possibilities of what? Not perishing. But should not perish, but what? Have everlasting. John 10, verse 10. So he says, greater works than these shall he do. So, so Mike, faith is the spirit behind all works. James said it to us. Right? He said, he said what? He said, just as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works. So the spirit of faith is works. Is what you do. So a man's production value in this world will be determined by how much from his, his kahunas, his strength, is released. There cannot be any generation of wealth without output of work. Output is essential. You cannot sit and expect. Because that's not how life works. The God who created the universe is ever progressive. He is not idle. The universe in which we live in is ever expanding. It is not stationary. So that means that anything, if the universe, that means if the universe stops moving, it will cease to exist. Man shall not live progressively by bread alone, but by every word, not which proceeded, which proceeds. So the moment you stop hearing from God, or the moment the word of God starts coming to you, he says you die. You can only live without food up to a certain stage. Why? Because food is the fuel of life, the energy of life. It's like a car. No matter how beautiful a car is, no matter how fast a car is, it'll need fuel. It needs some form of energy to pu push it forward, to drive it forward. It's the same with life. And he says the energy behind, behind that progression, he says, is faith. Is faith. That's the starting point. If that foundation is not laid, if your life is crippled by, by all, all the radicals against faith, you can't make it. That's why the first cure to every disease in life, whether it's spiritual, financial, uh, uh, bodily-wise, the first cure to every disease in life is belief. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I can do this? Do you believe that your child will live again? Do you believe that Lazarus will live again? It's always a matter of, do you believe? Because unless you believe, the spirit 
that is responsible for the miraculous cannot be activated. So you say, you, you say you want to be wealthy, you want to be healthy, you want to be prosperous, you want to be successful in every endeavor. The first, the first foundation you must lay is belief. Because if you don't believe, you don't have fuel. You don't have energy. There are people you look at and you wonder, how, how are they able to do things that are seemingly impossible? It's not that they are able, it's that they believe. So what energizes them, what assists them, is, is the belief they have in its accomplishment and in this thing coming to manifestation. So Jesus, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he will do. And greater works... Greater works. So whatever life you want, whatever life you hope to have, it ain't with Jesus. It's not with Jesus. It lies in something so simple many overlook it question is if you ask any Christian do you believe in Jesus they say yes yes I believe oh well you believe because to believe in Jesus means you 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 can't run out of fuel you, you can't run out of energy your life is sustained by the all-sustaining power. He says he upholds all things by the word of his power. To believe in Jesus means effectively that you, you cannot tire out. You cannot wear out. That means that in whatever station you are placed at in life, you should be able to outperform, outdo, outwork, outexcel, outprosper, outsucceed any and everyone that does not believe in the same Jesus you do. If you don't, you don't believe in Jesus. Because the, the true test of your belief in Jesus is, is the greater works that are displayed from your life. If those works are not visible, you don't believe. It's one of these reasons that John said in 1 John, he says, I write unto you that you may believe. He was writing to believers that they may believe. Because you can be, be a believer and not believe. What is to believe? To believe is to accept a rea the reality of a thing while it is intangible. And it is to operate, it is to act, and it is to think as though that thing was tangible. That, 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 that's the simple, simple meaning. It means to accept the intangible as tangible while it is still intangible. And to live, to act, and operate in that same capacity. He says that he that believes should have life. Let's let's find out some, some details about this life, right? John 10, verse 10. 
Can we read? Let's read, please. The thief does not hear. So what's the agenda of the thief? Yeah, but I have come. wait, I have come. I have come from where? Because for, for you to, to actually grasp the full import of his agenda, you, we need to see where this guy comes from to bring this thing that he said he has brought. Right? If somebody comes and says to you, I've come all the way from America to give you this, automatically you value this. Why? Because of the effort that that person took to reach you and, and what he would think of you. So question, where did he come from? We all know, right? From? 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 And where is above? And how far is heaven? As far as the heavens are from the earth. That is how, what? My thoughts are? So, geographically, spiritually, heaven is higher than earth. Geographically, spirit, spiritually, hell is lower than earth. And both, both these dimensions exert forces on the earth. They either drag you down or pull you up. So the law of gravity is actually likened to what? That's why, that's why anything that flies is faster, is better than anything that walks. <laughs> why? Because the thing that flies can access both laws, function within both laws. And the, the better thing about what flies is that it cannot be contained or held or limited by the law that keeps things down. So birds can exist in two spheres. They can come down, check you out, and then if they see and they sense any threat, they can fly away. And, and truth is parallel. So what is, what is true in the natural is true in the spirit. If you can't fly in the spirit, you are in danger. Because your enemy is like a roaring lion, not like a flying lion. What did he do in Revelation chapter 12? When, 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 when the uh, dragon came and tried to spew water, the Bible says that God gave the woman wings. <clears throat> Anyways, right? Where was I? So we need to find out where this guy is from, right? So we say he's from heaven, and we know how far heaven is. So he left heaven to come down. And, and, and he says, but I have come. I, I have a different agenda. I have come, yeah, that they may have life. Now, it would have been something if he, if he just said that they may have life. But he added a detail. He, he added periso. 
You, you know what, what that word means? It's not what the Bible says. It's not what these translators say. Periso is actually more than abundant. It's what they call super abundant. You, you know, when we were young, we, we, we used to watch Dragon Ball Z, right? And Goku would turn into a Saiyan. And then a Super Saiyan. Right? And then after Super Saiyan, there's God Saiyan. Right? Right? Periso actually refers to the God dimension. So he says, I have come that they may have life abundantly. So he, he's referring to the super abundant life. That is to say, it is a life greater than animal life, a life greater than human life. The abundant is in reference to other lives that already exist. So he says, I have come that they may have Zoe and have it abundantly. So he's saying, I have come to introduce you to another kind of life. So there is a life that Jesus has brought to you that would give you an advantage beyond people who are living human life. So that means you would have access to what? To resources that are associated with the Zoe life. You can access possibilities that you would not find in what? In the uh, 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 human life, only in the Zoe life. So it's an exclusive life. So he says, I, who has Amplified? Read me Amplified, boy. The part of I've come, right? Yeah? And wait, 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 wait. I, I, I come that they may have, have. You can have life and not enjoy it. No, that's where some of you are now. Wait, 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 wait. That's that's where some some of you are now. You, you got this thing, but you ain't enjoying it. So he says, I, I've, my agenda is that you have not religion. Not. Remember, Jesus is in the business of establishing kingdom. And the duty of a church is organized in such a way that it is assistive in the establishment of kingdom. Not religious institution. The only religion in the Bible is to visit the fatherless, the orphans. That's the only religion in the Bible. But what Jesus came to bring is not religion. What Jesus came to bring is life. And, and he said, I, I come that they may have life and Enjoy it. In, in, enjoy it. That means he, he didn't just give us Zoe just to, you know, show all I got Zoe, I'm going to heaven. Because that's all you, most of you all are living for, heaven. If I can just live right until heaven. But he says, enjoy it. Yeah? Uh, enjoy it to the full. 
To the? To the? When you die, will you say you enjoyed life to the full? Tell me, how are you enjoying life if you have never been outside the borders of South Africa? <laughs> Some of you, it's even worse, you have never been outside the borders of the borders <laughs> of South Africa. You, 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 you have not crossed provincial borders. Some of you are even worse, you, you have not crossed city borders. You, you, you don't know you don't know what it is to see a sign, welcome to, to a new town. You've never experienced it. You don't know what it is. Uh, how are you enjoying life? How are you enjoying life? Yet his agenda was to give life. That life is not being enjoyed, it's not taking full life, but you are wasting it. And you know why you're wasting it? Yeah? Guess why? It's the lack of belief. You see, it's impossible to do. It's impossible to live out something you do not believe. It's impossible. You cannot. Understand something about life, right? Life, life is ruled, is governed by words. Life. All the ease to life when when you bring it down to its molecular levels, you will find that it's words. And the kind of words you expose yourself to, the quality of words you expose yourself to, and also allow to escape that mouth of yours, would really determine the quality of life you're going to live. A curse causeless does not come. And a man is snared, is snared, is trapped by the words of his mouth. So many of you, you're wondering why you're always falling into traps in your life. You're always snared in life. I can show you exactly where those traps were created. I can show you exactly where those traps were created. So, so if, 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 if you're trying to push through something and you realize you can't push through it, you can't push through a certain phase in your life, a certain dimension in your life, you, you, you are trapped. And guess what trapped you, yourself? Let me tell you something. And, and, and this is the problem with Africa. Africans, Africans, Africans purport devils 
to be powerful. They are not powerful. And, 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 and here I'm, talk, I'm talking as a human, not as a Christian. As a human being. They are not powerful. If they were powerful and they hated you so much, why is the death rate decreasing around the world? Why is the mortality rate decreasing, increasing around the world? People are living longer now. Are devils on vacation? <laughs> the thief coming not long but to steal, kill, and? Are devils on vacation? If the devil hates you so much, why are you not dead? You must understand, you, you, you must understand, when, when all devils are functioning by the lease, by the lease of Adam's authority. Adam's authority means that you and devils are equal. He, Satan is using human power. He's not using God power. All his, all his kingdom is organized around human power. Are you listening to me? Yes. Can a sergeant tell another sergeant what to do? No. Why? They have the same rank. Humans and devils have the same rank. That is why until you believe in Jesus, you can't cast them out. But even if you don't believe in Jesus, they cannot do anything to you that you do not permit. Because you have the same rank. No, it's, it's African theology around demonology, which is messed up. It's messed up because, because if you really think about it, right? Why is Germany so successful, yet they, they murdered over one million Jews? Germany in Europe is, is number one in terms of currency and economy. Where's the curse? Where's the curse? Americans have been killing Afghanistans all over the world for all this time in Iraq. They've been killing people left, right, and center. Are they successful? Why are devils ravaging them? Have you ever heard that uh, Joe Soros is 96 years old? Guy is the most, one of the most evil people you can think about. He's in his 90s, he's still alive. And he's living his best life. <laughs> you, all night, come here, mama! <laughs> Were devils. I'm not. I, I did not say they are not not real. They're real. I've I've faced them. I've met them. But they ain't powerful. They appear to be, but they ain't. What's the use? Tell me. Tell me this, right? What is the use? There? What, what advantage, nah, do you have, right? As a Christian, 
And Jesus says he's overcome. And then you are ravaged left, right and center. And you still have to box. You still have to fight. Is there an advantage? So why are devils ravaging Christians? I'll tell you why. Do you know why? Because they believe. <laughs> you see, in the spirit, what you don't believe in does not work for you. No, I'm trying to show you how the law of faith is so powerful. What you don't believe cannot affect you. If you don't believe in the power of witchcraft, no amount of witchcraft can do anything to you. If you believe in it though, you will see some things. So, you, you see, the first place people lose is in belief. So even if you fight them, they'll come back because you believe that they, they can give you a battle. You're conscious, too conscious of your, your mind. Your mind has not been spiritualized. Your mind has not been spiritualized. Doesn't mean they will not attack, they'll attack. They'll, they, they got a job to do. They got, they, got, they got a job to do. They must do their job. They, they must do their job. But you can rebuff whatever it is that they can throw at you. Huh? Yeah. Why did Jesus say that they could not cast out the devil because they lacked faith? Just because of your unbelief, you could not cast it out. That means that the devil responded to what? Faith. The reason why Jesus could cast it out is because he believed you can. It was no matter of power because they already had power. It was a matter of the, they did not believe that they can cast it out. They looked at that devil, what was doing to that boy? Hey, Maria, Lindsay. <laughs> Anyways, let me try. In the name, nothing happens. Because the moment you try something, you have already exposed your unbelief. To say, I, I come that they may have life and enjoy it. Question is, do you believe you can enjoy life? Not that you have it. Do you believe that you can enjoy it? Let me not say can, because that's, it's not a matter of possibility. Do you believe that you should enjoy it? Yes. Are you enjoying it? To the full. Because you, you can enjoy it in this, this degree. That's not Jesus' goal. That means, that means, that means, that means, if you don't enjoy life that Jesus has brought, right, you, you wasted his time. He came all the way from heaven. So he wastes his time like that. That means he gets satisfaction out of your life when it is enjoyable. When you are light, you know, bouncy. You, you get that? Yeah. Some of you are unbound, you don't even know what that is. <laughs> 
You are affected by Earth's gravity and by your problem's gravity. So you don't know what bounce is. Remember what Jesus says. I'm teaching you, I'm teaching you how to become wealthy here, right? Remember what Jesus says, right? Jesus says that a man's life does not consist of the things which he possesses. So the life he says he wants you to enjoy is independent of what? Materialistic things. So that means, you can begin enjoying life without materialistic and that actually is the key to accessing them. Okay. How do, what do you mean? I, 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 must, I must enjoy, I must enjoy. Listen, if you can't enjoy your four room, if you can't enjoy your four, four room, you can't enjoy an eight room. Because nothing changes. The same depressed person will be the same in the eight room. So the problem is not how big it is. The problem is, is you. Can I show you? Can I show you? We're talking about how to become wealthy, right? So Jesus said, I've come to bring the abundant life. So you want abundance in your life, right? Amen. Not the lack life, right? No. Look, when, when, when we talk about wealth, I'm not talking about money, right? I'm not just referring to money. Wealth is much more than money. What you use is money if it can make you well, when it can give you health. What, what use is money? So wealth isn't just about money, right? Wealth is about what you do with what you have. That, okay, let's read the Bible. Timothy. Timothy. The... Chapter 6. And then we can go deeper. Right? Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Are we there? First Timothy, first, yeah. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present age. He's talking about to Christians. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be high-minded, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, right? Who, who gives us richly all things to enjoy? Who gives us what? All things who? That means enjoy poverty. The Bible says that godliness with contentment, 
Godliness with what? Contentment is great gain. And, and you know what that word means, great gain? Yeah, it's prosperity. In other words, if you want to access a dimension larger than your current state, he says, begin enjoying this state. Begin appreciating, embracing this state. Oh, Lord. God says, God says, this is what God says. He has given you all things, all what? Richly to enjoy. All things. All things. So, right where you are, he says, begin enjoying life. Because the life Jesus came to give you is independent of what you have. So many people have placed what? Have placed, have placed great priority on the haves and haves not of, of what they think they should have in life instead of the life that Jesus came to give. So, so spirits, let's, let's leave that. Maybe, maybe the fourth one. So if, if, if you're going to move and enter another door, right? He says, be content. But I don't have enough. Yeah, be content. But I don't have what I need. Yeah, be content. Because what you need, the key into it is in contentment in where you are. <laughs> so, if you want, if you want, if you want to go Maybe, let's just say, move on to another city, another town, and so forth, right? The first thing you need to do to move on into the next phase of your life is to accept, embrace, appreciate the phase you are in. Do you know why, Chris? Because in life, nothing lasts forever. Are you, are you, are you listening to me? Oh, I'm just taking to tomb, dead tombs here. In life, nothing does what? So the state you are in is not a forever state. So most of you, you treat your momentary struggles as permanent states. So that thing engulfs your entire life, your entire mind, your entire soul. You can't be happy or sad all the time because you think you'll be there forever. And then when things start changing, you're like, ooh, ooh, I'm happy. There's something wrong with you because then, no, 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 no. no. There's something wrong with you because then what, what that means is that it is your external that controls your internal states. That means you are happy when things go right. You are sad when things go wrong. That means there's something wrong with you. You are not in control of your life. You are being controlled. You are a robot to circumstances. You are a slave to circumstances. Because when circumstances are good, you are good. When circumstances are bad, you are bad. That means your life is unstable. And an unstable life cannot expect to receive anything from God. 
So how, where does stability begin? Stability begins when what happens around you does not affect you, who you are, how you think, how you live, how you dream, how you see, how you act. You still act the same way, even when things are, that's what faith is. It is a life beyond the physical circumstances of your life. So you can wake up without a job and go to work. Because the issue is not joblessness. The issue is you. You must understand how life works, right? There's a dimension in life that you, there's a law in life that you can only access opportunity and possibility through diligence in faith. If you keep keeping doing, uh, I mean, if you keep doing the work, keep acting, Keep living as though that circumstance in your life, that's what Paul meant when he said, while we look not at the things which are seen. Because these things, they don't matter. They are subject to change. First, you see, first you got to determine the trend of your life. Is, is your life prospering? It, it, that, that means like in the last eight years or in the last three years, have you increased in your worth? Have, if you are increasing, that means that you can only increase. Because life is patterned and, God's, and God made two great lights to rule the day and the night. There are patterns in life. There are for seasons, for days, for times. There are patterns, there are seasons in life. There are trends in life by which a man can track. Okay, if I'm at this point and at this point I've done so much, that means that it is only just a matter of time before I move to the next level. Why? Because of the progressive nature of life. Cycles and seasons of life are an indicator of the ever-changing, ever-moving mode of life. So if, if you are in a state which is unpleasant and every man, every woman at one point in their life will get into those phases of life, but they don't mean nothing. They only mean something if you give weight to it. So some of you are stuck in, in a 10-year-old paradigm. Nobody cares. Nobody loves me. And you're wondering, it's five years later, it's six years later, you're not moving forward. Why? Because you've allowed what happened or you allowed the state of four, four, five years, six years ago, control and take a hold of your mind. She says, he has given us all things richly to enjoy. Though I walk through the valley of the... And do you know that story, doesn't, that chapter does not end there. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. With me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Then he says what? My cup shall run. For you prepare me a table in the presence of my enemies. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But I must walk. I must walk. One of the things you need to teach yourself is to deal with hard times. 
is to learn. See, if you can master how to deal with out times, the, it's, 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 the, the, the easiest times of life are not where you grow. You don't grow in the easy phases of life. You grow in the hard phases of life. That's where character is built. That's where, that's where strength is built. Not when things are easy. And if you can learn to master those phases, you would, you, 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 you would realize the ease with which life can move forward. It says, I have come that they may have and enjoy. And that's one of the things that God hates more than anything, is complaining. Because complaining is, 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 a, is, a, is an expression of unbelief. What must I do? Shut up! Shut up and don't change your mood. Because some of you are shutting up just for attention. <laughs> Let's go deeper. Matthew 12. Matthew. Matthew 12. Hallelujah. You can have anything you want in life. Are you listening to me? You can have anything you want out of this life. Are you listening to me? You can have anything you want out of this life. I'm showing you how to become wealthy. How to become abundant. I'm not talking to you how to have abundant things or things in abundance. I'm talking about how you, you, you can become wealthy. Because if you are wealth, how can wealth have lack? It's not consistent. You know, you only have what you, what they say these guys, what you vibrate with. I think that's what they say. <laughs> but if you, if you study the scriptures, you realize that there's truth there. Because, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Matthew 12. I'm, you, you say, I, I don't vibe with this guy. I, I, you don't vibe. <laughs> what do you mean when you say, ah, I can vibe in the I'll vibe. There's no jellying. I get a mic. <laughs> Verse 33. Are we there? Either who makes it? Who makes it? Wait, 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 w
Puff, who makes the tree? So if you make the tree, that means you, you have the autonomy to decide what tree is it. That, that means you, you can make a money tree. You can make a health tree. You can make a prosperity tree. No, he says it. He says it in Psalm chapter 1. He says, but he meditates in his law day and night. He's what? He's like a tree planted. Who, who planted him? Himself. That's what the Bible says. The Bible never said he's like, he's like a tree planted by the Lord. No, he is. He is a tree planted by the rivers of water, which bringeth forth its fruit in its season. Its leaves shall not also wither. But whatever he does, whatever he does, that means there's a dimension in life. And, 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 and look, at, look, at, look at what is responsible for that. You know what it is? Words. <laughs> it's crazy. Either, either make, I, I'm showing you how to make a tree, boy. I'm showing you how to make a tree. A money tree. Either make the tree or, and it's food. So if you make a good tree, the fruit will also be good. Now, tree here refers to a life, an, an entity, an individual. It can be a business, it can be a house, it can be a family. Right? So he says, Edom, and, and remember, he likens, he likens, he likens the, the kingdom to a mustard seed that grows to become a tree. So a tree can be anything you, you, you want it to be. So either make, you've got options here. You can't make it in between. Either make it good and its fruit will be good. Either make it bad and its fruit will be bad. So you are eating from the tree that you have made. Yeah, Puff. Whatever you are eating from now, you made that. That's the tree you plant. Oh, Pastor, how? <laughs> how? Say, I made my bed. I sleep in it. Look at me, look at me. Look at me. Don't be afraid to look at me. Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. You get me? You get me? Pastor, what? Yep. So you, you, you cannot, if you want to change the kind of fruit you are eating, you, 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 you can't just chop down the branches. You, you got to uproot the whole tree. Renovations won't work here. <laughs> You, you got to go through demo and then rebuild. <laughs> Either make good and it's or yeah, read. Yes, continue. For trees known by its fruit. Yeah, 
A tree is known by its Bro. Girl. A tree is known by its What fruit are you? <laughs> Poverty, broke, diseased, mental, retardation, <laughs> slowness. <laughs> no, the kind of tree, the kind of tree you are is represented by the fruit. I ain't eating no fruit from you. That, that, remember I told about association? You can see this is a bad tree. Every day. What thing is going to happen? You're going to get sick. <laughs> Let's continue reading. Wait, wait. Jesus says, you either make the tree good and his food good or the tree bad and his food bad. Then he said, brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? In other words, you, 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 what comes out of you is the fruit of who you are. You can only give or produce who you are. So there's no, there's no reason why you should, you should complain about the lack in your life. It's who you are. There's no reason why you should complain about the poverty, the sickness, all these things. It's who you are. It's the control center of your life, he says, is in your heart. How can you, being evil, speak good things? That means their nature is, can, is not consistent with what they are saying. So it's pretending. Many of you, you want to speak big, but you are small. You are pretending and you can only carry that on for a few moments. If, 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 you want, if, you, if, if you want to speak big, be big first. <laughs> you, you, you getting it? You getting it? You getting it? Okay. How, uh, yeah, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. I don't want to touch on that in this moment. I'll touch on it in the next few minutes. Continue. Good man. Eh? Oh, 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 oh. A good man out of where? Treasure. Hey, wait. What's a treasure? What's a treasure? Uh, Google, Wikipedia. Wiki. Treasure. A good man out of what? The good treasure of his, bring it forth. 
So in order for you to be wealthy outside, you should have already been wealthy inside. What does it mean, Chris? A quantity of precious metals. A what? A quantity. A, a, a quantity of what? Precious metals. Catherlesis. Gems. Gems. Or other valuable objects. So, so a treasure is a box, or a vault, which consists of precious and valuable assets. Right? So Jesus says, a man's heart is his treasure box. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth what? Yeah? But I say to you, that for every idle word men may speak, that will judgment. Let's read chapter, let's, let's read, let's read, and then we, we, we um, Proverbs 18 quickly. Proverbs 18, quickly. Are we there? Yes, sir. Yeah? Yes, sir. Okay. Verse 20 and 21. Everybody, let's read it. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of From the? Fruit. From the? Fruit. So if, if your mouth is the fruit, where is the tree? And what is the tree? Your heart. What is the tree? Yeah? From the pro. So your lips produces, Mike. From the produce of his lips. Yeah? Continue. Death and life. Yeah? Love what? So you will eat the fruit of your tongue. So your, your tongue, your tongue is a producer. Your tongue is a producer. Your tongue, your mouth is a producer. Producer of what? Fruit. And how, how are those fruits produced? From where? Now look at this. Look at this. Jesus says, Jesus says, a man's heart, a man's heart, a man can only be, what? Can only produce what he is. So if he is good, his treasure is filled with good things. That is speaking to the quality of words that are contained within him. So it says, out of the abundance, the mouth speaks. And once the mouth speaks, you eat. The eating there is living. So you will leave what you say. You will leave what you say from who you are. I repeat, you will leave what you say from who you are. That means... Whatever you say that is not consistent with who you are will not yield results. So you cannot say I'm rich with a poor man's mindset. You won't leave that because that's not who you are. You must become rich first 
then you can eat and live from that dimension. It's simple. It's the principle of salvation. For with the heart, man believeth. And with the mouth, confession is made unto. Do you see that? There has to be an alignment. You've got to be righteous before you can be saved. You can't be, how, how can you be born again as a sinner? You've got to be righteous first before. So that's why he says, you believe first and then you confess. Why? Because righteousness is established when you believe. But salvation is secured when you confess. So you will only live out who you are. So when he says, when he says, when he says, you will be judged for every idle word. In other words, your life is a direct produce of the words that have come out of your heart. So many of you, you are a bad tree and you're constantly eating from that tree. No wonder your life is consistently disrupted. So what needs to happen? Not renovation here. You need to uproot. You need to? The only way to uproot is if you do what? Is if you plant a new tree. So remember, it's a cycle, right? And the one common thing that is the same across the board are words. Words are seeds that produce seeds. I mean, are seeds that produce trees that become fruits. You, you understand? Words are seeds that produces trees, right? Which produces fruits which you eat or live from. You get that? Let me repeat it. Words, you are the sum total of the words that have been put in your heart. And your goal is to ensure that the types of seeds that are planted are, are synonymous or are, 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 are similar, are related to each other. There is consistency. Otherwise, you, you, be, you become a forest of confusion. You get that? So it's your responsibility as a farmer to ensure that any tree or any seed that has the potential to kill and destroy all other seeds are removed. See, this is the part of life that your mother, your father, your school, your community, your society, your government did not teach you. Yet it is, it is the thing that controls life. You are today, you are today the sum total of every word that has come out of your mouth. That's why I said to you, 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 you reach God level when you can act out what you say. 
Because that means it's in alignment with who you are. That's why a person can say, I'm prosperous. I'm, but it's, it's not in alignment of who they are. They will not. Because if, if, if you are a prosperous man, you will do prosperous work. Because all these value systems are created from who you are, Chris. You cannot say you want to be rich, but you wake up 11 o'clock. That is not consistent with the nature of rich. Why are all rich people the same in terms of modes of operation? They're the same. They're the same. Do you know that? They're the same. They make money the same way. Do you know that? All rich people make money the same way. All wealthy people make money the same way. And if you want to belong in that club, you must do things their way. And it's not really their way. It's a way that they have found. It's a system that had already been there. Are laws, principles that they have begun to learn and implement. That's why you can never become wealthy until the Bible tells us that it is the glory of God to hide a matter. But it is the honor of king to search it out. Until you become a pursuer, you will never discover. When you talk about rich people, you know, Papa, we will no, no, no. Mutipe, you know, Mutipe, Mutipe, we will jump Mutipe, the Monali Chereva, no, 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 no. Get Papa Mutip. Always your discussions with your friends around other people who have money. No one is discussing themselves. No one is discussing themselves because, because in your mind, you are lower than them. I'm sleeping, bro. Wait till that guy is bowling. He's, he's doing all these things. Yeah, fine. So what? He's not your father. What about you? Why do, I, why do you like talking about other people? It's because you're trying to hide your own Dimension. Tomotip is the best. Wehena. Are you the worst? Does that guy have four sets of lungs? Two sets of two two sets of brain. Yeah? Does he, is he alien? Yeah? Does he breathe maybe from a different, different air? Yeah? Is he human? He's human? Wow. Are you human? Wow. What's the difference between you? The difference between you and Mutsipe is the same difference that was there between Abel and Cain. If you do not do what is right, will you not be accepted? Why? You, you have more confidence in him, more faith in him than you do yourself. 
Why? Because you have no field you are involved in. You no man's land. Which field are you plowing in? No, talk to me. Which field are you plowing in? You don't, be, you don't belong to a field. When they ask you what field are you in, what do you say? No field. You are outside the field. <laughs> no, no. What field do you... What, what field? Because if you want to have any chance of becoming prosperous, wealthy, successful, whatever it is, you got to belong to a field. What field is it? Yari namun, yari perkis, yari plums. When are we don't know? Spiritual field. What? What field? Angelic field. Boy, in that field they are working. They are moving as fast as lightning. You can't even run a hundred meter. They are moving as fast as lightning. What field? In the technology space, I, what, 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 what field? Study, 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 study the Forbes billionaire list, right? And you'll find out that when you go down, they'll tell you, they'll tell you the name, and then ranked the rank, and then they'll, they'll tell you how, how much, and then on the left, they'll tell you which field. Which space did he make the technology, uh, clothing, uh, uh, telecommunications, uh, technology, business? Most of them are in the technology space, right? Agriculture, so forth, finance, banking. Which field are you in? Because she's unplanted anyway. You don't just plant a, a tree anyway. It needs the right conditions. So if you say, if you, say you are a wealthy tree, where are you planted? No, let, that's why we first ask. Wealthy tree, okay, fine. Where, where is this wealthy tree planted? In the desert? Where is this wealthy tree planted? Where? Where? When you go to bed at night, where do you belong? You're just a tree in no man's land. Do you bloom in summer or winter? Do you bloom in spring or autumn? Where is your season of highest output? Highest productivity. 
So don't be surprised if you're struggling every single month to make ends meet. It's who you are. That's who you are. He went at the 11th hour and he asked, why are, you, why are you idle? Why have you been sitting here idle all day? No one gave us job. Who must give you job? What makes you so special that makes you think that you deserve job? What is it about you that, that makes it so important that you must be given job? You're a stray dog. You know, stray dogs have no way they belong. No confidence. It's weak. It's afraid to be itself. It's a stray dog. Look at dogs that are inside the house where, where it's written, beware. Confidence. They belong somewhere. They belong somewhere. You're like some stray dog, you know them. I will you. You're laughing at yourself. It's good. So you can re-engineer your life. See, the good thing about life is that at any point in time, you can change. You can change. At any point in time, you can change. So if you say, okay, rich club, there are laws. There are laws. And, and it's, it doesn't start out, it starts with you. It's, it starts with you. Nobody else, it's, 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 it's you. Deuteronomy. Well, I think we'll end in Deuteronomy. Um, what field do you belong in? That's what I'm asking you. Monday to Monday, just part of Jabokobe. Play Taukim Jombobobobe. So, Hobarizuri is there. What, what, what vitamins, minerals are in pop? We don't even know. Probably some sodium crap going on there. Mara, you have more of that than you have of, of protein. You have more, that, more of that than greens. 
No, ti sabu hayo mmo. It's who you are, sawara, it's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. Hallelujah. How to become. You know, you know that, that is the easiest thing to do. It is because all it requires is you. That's all it requires is you. Like I said, I'm going to tell you something at the end. Right? At the end, when, after we finish here, we did that. We'll fix you up a bit. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, please. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Uh, let's read it, please. Okay, read verse 17 into 18. That, that scripture don't make sense at all, English-wise. It don't make sense at all. And you say in your heart, it is my power and it is my wealth, and you remember. Now, how are you remembering the Lord thy God when you are saying in your heart, it is my power, my might that has gotten me this world? It don't make sense. It don't make sense. And it's only until you look at Hebrew that you realize that, oh, okay, they added some things. They added some things. There's no such thing as, and you shall. No. What it should have read is, remember, the Lord your God gives you power to get wealth and establish his covenant he swore to your fathers as it is this day. He says, remember. He says, when, when you are saying in your heart, is my, my, my power. Remember, it is the Lord your God who gives power to get wealth. That is remarkable. Because what that means is that God does not make men wealthy. God does not make men wealthy. What God does is that He empowers men. He, he gives them the tools, the power. The, the force, the energy to go make it. Because the word get shouldn't have been get. The word that, because it, 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 has, it, ah, it, it, it purports, it, it purports that you are going after something that's there. That's not what he's talking about. The word there is asa. Asa is the same word that's used in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. When God says, let us make. He was not there. So he said, let us make man in our image. So God made man using himself as the raw material, as the substance of man's fashioning. So when he says, it is God who gives power, right? Force, ability, he says, to make or produce wealth. Now, what that means is that you already have the material, 
the substance to make it. So you may not have it, but he says you already have the substance. And the word asa is likened to what I told you about doing, poyeoing. So making wealth is synonymous with doing works. So he says, God empowers you. He enables you and he appoints you to produce. Huh? Now, the question you ask is, Lord, how, how am I going to produce? That's the question, right? Because he says, power to make wealth. So he gives it. So you have it. You have the power to make wealth. How are you going to make it? That's the question everybody's asking. How do we make wealth? How do we make wealth? How? I'm asking. And I'm putting the question to the floor. How do we make wealth? Buy. All right. Someone else? How do we make wealth? Try. Think. Huh? How? Speaking. Yeah. Notice, right? When God said, let us make men, after he spoke, he went and did. Right? After he spoke, he went and, and the Lord God formed man out of, of the... So, I'm giving you clues now. How work, what kind of work? Invention, all right? Inventing what? Anything, yeah? What did he say? Speaking, uh, becoming, yeah? So you want to be wealthy, but you haven't got the slightest clue how to get there. Dang. Dang. <laughs> so guess, just take a wild guess. How, how do you become? How do you get? How do you make wealth? How do you create it? How do you produce it? How, Puff? Since you, you are the wealthy guy. <laughs> How? Do what? <coughs> yeah? You do what you say? Yeah? Multiplica multiplication of what? Okay, you're on to something, right? But just refine it. No, we like refining. How the blocks? <laughs> Come talk to me now. We're in class now. Yeah? By creating systems. Okay? What kind of systems? Systems? Systems. Your ex. Okay. So, so. So a good case study would be somebody who's already wealthy, right? Because at one point, they did not have that wealth, right? So who can you think about 
that's wealthy today. Robert Kiyosaki is not really rich. Okay, Elon Musk, right? All right. I don't like really, really, I like a raw guy. Elon is, is more of like sponsored. Jeff, all right. Let's, let's look at Jeff, right? Let's look at Jeff. Amazon, right? The biggest, largest e-commerce business conglomerate in the whole wild world, right? In fact, let's not even look at Jeff. Let's look at someone like uh, Aliko Dangote, someone in Africa, right? Aliko, Aliko is in construction, things like that, right? Uh, or let's, let's, we can just bring it home. Uh, uh, strive, right? So, and you can take whatever, it's, it's the same process, right? How it starts, it's, you cannot presume to make or create something unless and until you have an idea. Right? So the power to get wealth really exists within your own imagination. Remember, the, the, the secret, he does exceedingly above what you or think, imagine, right? In according to the power that works away in you. So the power that works in you is, is the power to see, the power to imagine, right? So look at strive, right? Grow up in Zimbabwe, very politically unstable country. He goes and study and does his degree in engineering in Scotland. He comes back. When he comes back, he works uh, in an engineering um, uh, uh, company. But then he's walking, he's walking one afternoon from work. And then he looks up and he, he sees something strange. He sees that the telecommunication lines are far apart from each other. Which would mean he's an engineer, so his mind works that way. That's why it's important to be plugged into something. So you look at it's like, but that means that, you know, communication in this country is really bad, is really poor. So telecommunication, so he goes and researches telecommunication companies in the country. And then he finds that there's not really much because of the monopolization of the government of the communication field. Yet in the laws and policy of the country, it's supposed to be a free, I mean, a bid and ask kind of thing, right? Where you are licensed, telecommunication licensing. So he's like, oh, well, I can do this, right? He goes and he applies for license, licensing, right? The government says no. He applies again, the government says no. And then know what the, the, the government does? Right? Shuts the door on him. So he decides, no, man, this is not right. It's against the law. He takes the government to God for five years. They, they start threatening him, coming, police coming, beating him up, just arresting him on Fridays every day. Five years, they're in a court. 
Five years later, after trial and tribulation, he wins the case. Once he wins the case, now licensing or telecommunication business becomes open in Zimbabwe. And guess who's at the forefront? Strive Mesiwa. Do you think he does it alone? No. He go gets the best minds in the game. Collects a group of highly skilled people, establishes Econet. They get the first license, they are awarded the first license from the Constitutional Court, and they begin setting up Econet in Zimbabwe. Once they set it up and Econet starts flourishing, there are other subsidiaries within the business that he starts creating. SIM cards, all those things, payment methods, things like that, right? The vision expands. Well, we can move into other parts of Africa. Right? They move to Zimbabwe. They move to South Africa. They move to Nigeria. They move to Scotland. They move to... And then to the point where they start now doing what? They start competing with big telecommunication companies like Vodacom and MTN and all these others that we do not know about. And 10 years down the line, when you look around, he has connected Africa and many parts of the world. Where did it start? So, what fueled him was what? Even when they were beating him up, when he felt like giving up, when they were coming to arrest him, when he and his wife were sleeping on the floor without blankets, with three children, when her wife, when his wife was giving birth to their fourth child in the kitchen of their apartment, when they had nothing to eat, what was pushing him? Every day he was waking up to do what? His vision. Five long years. Today, Shrive is worth about $2.9 billion. $2.9 billion. He's retired. His daughter is now the CEO at age 28. How did it start? Now, I use Strive because he comes from the worst country in Africa economically. But he's a billionaire. The right way. He has never taken a bribe in his life. Never taken a bribe in his life. Every time he's been offered to access through bribery, he has walked away. How did that happen? Conviction. Did God make him wealthy? No. Technically, no. He didn't. But what did he give him? He gave him power. He gave him power. He gave him power. And the power to become wealthy exists within the field that you are in. If you're not in a field, you, you, you absolutely have no chance of being wealthy, except maybe by winning the lotto. But you've got to be in a field. So, I said to you, 
that the possibilities exist, right? Let me show you how you can trigger series of events in your life. Trigger series of events in your life to set in motion your wealth journey. You can trigger them. You can? You can? You can? You can? Remember, success is related to work. All forms of success, all forms of prosperity is related to work, is related to payo, to doing, right? It's related to commitment to doing. All, that matter whether it's spiritual or whether it's natural, it's all related to, to the application of effort in an endeavor, right? Proverbs. Let, let's say Proverbs and then. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm, glory to God. Glory to God. Sagreti Sanda. Hallelujah. Chapter 12, verse 24. Chapter 12, verse 24. Chapter 12, verse 24. You there? The hand of the diligent will rule. The hand of the will rule. You know, the word there means to be sharp. Right? So it's the hand of the diligent will what? But the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Do, do you hear what the Bible is saying? Do you want to wake up every morning and go to work? Do, do you want to? Are you lazy? Do you consider yourself lazy? You don't consider yourself lazy. But you are put to forced labor. That means you're lazy. Right? But you're not lazy. But you're lazy. According to the standard of the Bible, is that you are lazy. Do, do you get it? You're not lazy, you know yourself, but you're put into because you're that's a smack in the face. It's a smack in the face. Because what's that saying is that your level of work is actually substandard, understandard. Because for you to break out of that lazy dimension. He says, you've, you've got to do more work than you say you are doing. Are you, are you following me? Yes. No, please follow me. He says, the hand of the diligent will rule. So in order for you to break out into, in, into, into a dimension where you are ruling, ruling your time, ruling your life, 
He says, you've got to go beyond the level of work that you are doing currently. Because that is still regarded as what? Laziness. Because you are put to forced labor. You are doing things you don't want. You are in charisma you don't like. You are forced. So he's telling you that diligence is actually what? Diligence is consistency times quantity times quality. That's what diligence is. It's consistency times quantity. That's time times quality. So if you... You're forced, you're in forced labor, and you say, I'm not, I, I know myself. And valid, truly, you're not lazy, right? Well, you are if we factor in quality, if we factor in quantity, and if we factor in consistency. Because if you're gonna break out, not in the forced labor, not in the forced labor. Seest thou a man diligent in his father's work, in his mother's work, in his brother's work, in government's work, in whose work? Uh, in whose work? In whose work? So you are your best chance of becoming rich. You. Not government, not boss. You. That means God... God has intentionally placed the responsibility of being wealthy, of being rich, of being prosperous in your hands. So what do I have to do? Bank on yourself. But how do you bank on yourself if you are not sufficiently resourced as an individual? So he says, the lazy will be put to forced labor. Right? And then he continues. He's not done there. Right? Read verse 27, please. The lazy man does not what? What? So, so do, do, do you get that? It's not that, Chris, Chris, it's not that you don't go hunting. Yeah. We all go hunting. But when we come back, you want to eat, but you don't want to cook what you, what you went out to hunt. That's what he's saying. That a lazy man is not somebody who sits by. No, a lazy man who does, is a person who does not go the extra mile. A lazy man is somebody who just does enough to go by. But he says if you want to break out, you must do more than the average. That means in your space, right? In your space. If, if, if you want to measure whether or not you are diligent and you want to come out successful, you, you have to look at those that are around you that are doing the same thing, right? And if you are not doing more than them, you're not, your chances of succeeding are very low. It's, 
it's, it's not spirituality. It's mathematics. It's mathematics, Chris. It's math. If you spend 12 hours in forced labor, <laughs> right? That means his job, it, it was the, the, that job was not decided by you, but by circumstances. That's what forced labor is. You did not choose it. It was chosen for you by your circumstances. Right? And you're spending 12 hours. Right? Eight hours. 60 hours a week. You're not diligent. Why? Because your own field is left to ruin. Is left to so, you wonder why you keep struggling in life. You keep struggling, but the person you're working for keeps prospering. And when you come back home, you are tired, dissatisfied. When you come back home, you are full, full of, full of unfulfillment. And then, here's this thing you want to do. You are afraid. Why? Because this guy is giving you some false sense of security, which is not even enough. 10,000 a month. <laughs> 1.5 goes to tax, man. So you go at 8,000, 8,5 a month. Out of that, 8,5, goes to transportation. Two goes to food. You left with 5,000. You've got debts to pay. You are forced to take debts, forced to take credit because your own salary cannot handle your lifestyle. And it's not even like a boisterous lifestyle. It's, it's trying to get by lifestyle. And then you wonder, where are opportunities in my life? It seems like other people are prospering while I'm failing. Well, you, you, you should consider why they are prospering. Most people who really do well are people who do things, are, do, are, are people who do uh, things, I mean, are people who work, people who prosper, people who succeed in things that they chose to do. Because, because freedom is essential. Remember, the moment you do something that is not by will, you are a slave. You are a slave. The moment you do something that you, do, you, you don't want, but you have to do, you are a slave. You have no freedom. And that means the moral agency implanted by God in you is removed from you. So the reason why you want wealth, you desire wealth, is for freedom's sake, not for money's sake. But in order for you to tap into that dimension, you would need a series of events that would lead you to the opening of the door of opportunity that will thrust you in. Because let me tell you something, let me tell you something. The door to riches, the door to prosperity, the door to success and wealth is closed to the lazy man. You can't see it. You see, a lazy man can be in front of the biggest opportunity in his life and he won't see it. 
A big door can be opened in front of a lazy man and he won't see because laziness produces blindness. Poor people are poor not because of a lack of opportunity. Poor people... I was washing my car the other day, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm in, I'm in this... Uh, I'm in this queue, I'm washing my car. So this, this boy comes and he's, he's washing my car, right? And he's like to me, say, I love your car, you know? Um, I, you know, I don't know if you have something for me. I really don't want to do this thing, right? Like we're working crazy hours, little money and, and stuff like that. So he said to me, what do you do? I said, I'm a trader. He said, what does, what does that mean? I said, this is what I do. He said, really? He said, you, you don't leave your room to go work? I said, no, that's what I do. He said, what do I do? What do I need to do to become this? I said, all you need is internet and laptop and a willing desire to learn. You can be rich tomorrow. Why? Because opportunity opens itself to the diligent. There's a law. You, you, you don't need to be a Christian. You don't, you don't need to be a prayer warrior. You don't need to be... Opportunities open themselves, reveal themselves to the diligent. The gap, the gap that's between you and opportunity is diligence. Are you listening to me? The gap that's between you and your next big opportunity is diligent. If you are not diligent, opportunities will not reveal themselves to you. It's possible to put your head down and work and have all the opportunities in the world come to you. It's how life works. It's how life works. The, the, if, the, the intelligence behind life does not reward the undeserving. Are you listening? The intelligent, that's God. He does not reward the undeserved. He rewards the diligent. He's a rewarder of those who diligently, not, not those who seek. If you're wondering why in, the, in, in, in Christian circles there are Christians who prevail and others who don't prevail, the difference in them is not seeking, it's diligence. Is diligent. You know what is diligent? Do you know what is diligent? Do you know what is diligent? Is doing hard things consistently. That's diligent. Is waking up at four, going to bed at eleven to see your goals come to pass. That is diligence every day. When you feel like it, don't feel like it. Whether it's raining or it's sunny. When it's hard, when it feels like nobody cares, when it feels like nobody sees, that is diligence. That's diligence. 
You can't, you can't win against diligence. No matter how much, how much talent you, you have, you can't win against diligence. You'll always lose. You'll always lose. The, 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 the best opportunities, the best rewards will go to the diligent. That's how life is. That's, listen, everything in life is centered around the business ideology. No business wants to lose money. And any business would want to leverage on the skills if those skills have the potential of bringing that business money. So they will, they will always go for the best. You don't put, you don't put, you don't put somebody, somebody who just finished a degree in an engineering plant uh, and overlook somebody who, who just has a diploma with a 10-year experience in that same field. Who are you going to take? The one with a degree? No. All he has is knowledge. But it's not working knowledge. How you translate, how you translate a, 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 a theoretical knowledge to working knowledge is what we call diligence. When you transfer what you know and put it to work, that's diligence. Bible says the hand of the diligent will rule. In another setting, it says the hand of the diligent says will make rich. All you need to do, all you need to do, factoring in all other principles, but if this is not the overarching principle in your life, and in how you approach things, how you do things, how you output, you'll fail. You'll fail. Prosperity, success will always be an illusion to you. It will always be a dream to you. Remember, dreams are not lived in, in bed. If you want for your dreams to come to pass, if you want your dreams to come through, you got to wake up. Because that's all they are. They are dreams. Until you get up, wake up, and go put down. It's mathematics. It is mathematics. If me and you, if me and you play soccer every single day or play basketball every single day, and you come into, you come into the gym only three times a week and you practice one hour a day, and I come three times a week and I practice five hours a day, who's going to be the best? You? It's not rocket science. It's just simple mathematics. Simple laws of compounding. Just enough will not get by. I'm telling you. I'm and this is the reason why Christians all over the world struggle. That's why they struggle. Man is a praying machine. He's designed that way. He's de you are talking even when you are not talking. You are thinking even when you are not thinking. That's how you are designed. The one thing that will separate, you know, the Bible, uh, uh, I never get over what the Bible says about Daniel. It says out of all the governors, satraps, presidents, 
He says, there was no fault. There was no fault found in his work. There was no fault. They looked for a fault because he had an excellent spirit. When they could not find it, they, they, they had to change the laws to find fault with him. Because he had an excellent spirit. The Bible says he sat, he sat at the gates of the king. Where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? It, it, it tells you a lot. Blessed is a man who does not sit, stand, walk. Where are you sitting? Where are you standing? Where are you walking? Oh, I didn't read you that scripture. <laughs> we didn't finish reading the scripture. Let's finish reading the scripture. The lazy man does not roast what he went out to hunt in the afternoon. Yeah? But what? Read it. What? You can't beat me. You can't beat me. You can't. Come beat me. That's why you can't beat me. See, the only time you can have a chance of beating me is if you operate at the same level. But as long as you don't operate at the same level, I'll always have an advantage over you. I'll always have a leg over you. That, that's how you must think through life. That, that's how you must think through life. Because in life, it is the diligent that will rule over the lazy. Who, who, who is the lazy? Who is the diligent? The lazy is the one that cannot match up to the standard of the diligent. He says, diligence is a man's most precious possession. That's your advantage. Diligence. The diligence are always found. Doesn't matter where they hide, doesn't matter where they are, they'll always be found. Doesn't matter where they're in Zimbabwe, they're in, they're in uh, uh, Malawi, doesn't matter where they're in Mozambique, they'll be found. They'll be found. Because life does not waste. The intelligence behind this universe does not waste. God does not waste. That's why it's impossible for the diligent not to be found. It's impossible. You can't. It, it does not happen. Are you listening to me? It does not happen. It, it can take five years. can take ten years. But it does not happen that they are not found. You can't beat me. No, every day I tell myself that. No, no, and what I do, nobody can beat me. Can try, can't beat me. And what I do, what I do, I'm the champ here. And what I do, I'm the champ. My field, I'm the champ. I, I may not be number one today, but you best believe tomorrow I'll be number one. It's diligence. 
You are fine. You are, you are number mchoro. You are okay. You are like, ah, hey, yeah, hey, hey. As, long, as long we are on the list, it's fine. Bro, it's people at the top that eat. People at the bottom don't eat. They get the crumbs. If you want to eat, you, you got to be at least, at least in the top 500. And that, that means, that, that's, in, that's in a communal maybe uh, 500,000. You got to be at least in the top 500. How many musicians are there? In South Africa, let's look at South Africa. How many musicians are there? A lot, right? Right? You can only name me a few, right? AKA, Casper, uh, Zahara, uh, Zonke, Berida. You can name them. The rest, you can't. Why? They're at the back of the line. Why? Listen, in life, only diligence will make you stand out. He's not talent. He says the hand of the diligent will rule. Everybody that rule. Look at the CEOs. Look at those guys. Sit with them. Sit with them. See how they work. See how you work. I spent a vast, vast, vast chunk of my life studying the wealthy, studying the high-performing, studying, studying the excellent, the overachieving in life. So I know what makes them work, what ticks their brain. I've studied them. I understand them. And that's why anyone that's not there can't touch me. You can try. You can't. You can't. My work is outstanding. You know why? The hand of the diligent will rule. The problem is that you are looking for opportunities without diligence. You don't understand that diligence is the key. Put your head down, work. Put your head down, shut up, work. Like I said, where will you work if you have no field? Work. But you got to have a field. Plant yourself some way. Work. Shut up, put your head down, work. Work. Opportunities will avail themselves. Oppo. What I know today, I didn't know a month ago. What I? I didn't know. But I told myself, this, I'm going to be the best in it. I'm going to be the best in it. Listen, what, what, what's the use of doing something if, if, if your intentions in it are not to become the best? Don't do it. You're wasting your time. If you're going to do something, aim to be the best. I said to myself, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best. I'm be the best in, in one month. One month, got access to six figures. One month. And, and you tell me, you tell me 
that is not possible? It's because you don't understand how life works. You see, when opportunities to transform and change your life present themselves, they are not uha. They are not uha. Are you listening to me? They are not. They don't come as like, oh, this is a mega. No. It will hide itself in complexities. It will come dressed like a poor man. It will not be presentable. It is the glory of God to hide a thing. But it is the honor of kings to search it out. If God is going to bring something into your life that's about to change your life, listen, he's not going to bring it dressed up. He's not going to bring it, bring it presentable. He's going to hide it with a lot of complexities. And it's your job to be diligent enough to press into it until you find the intent, the reason behind why this thing was brought into your life. can be rich in a day. In a day. In a day. In a... Why? Because the forces of life are gravitated to diligence. That's how God designed this life. Look at the end. Look at the end. The Bible goes to, as far as telling to study the end, for sluggards, study the end. They have no master, no chief. No master, no chief. Yet they prepare food in the summer for the winter. They've organized themselves so systematically and they work so coherently. Probably the only ends that die are those that are killed by you. <laughs> they are organized, they are effective. They are. They are. Bible says, observe them. Study them. Look at everything God created. Study animals, you'll see. No school, they enter. They see the animals. They don't see the... You greater than animals, ne? What university did the bird go to? Show me a university that the eagle went to. When seasons change, all birds migrate to the south. Some of they come back. Who tells them? Where did they get the intelligence? Brother, you're much more than what you play out to be. 
You're much more than what you play out to be. You're much more than what you... If, if you will just stop the nonsense, get out the junk in your mind, and, 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 and start doing what needs to be done, you can live your best life by the end of this year. Guaranteed. 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 Problem is that you, your friends were too much of the wrong people. Your friends were too much. You see, you, him, uh, mm. don't, don't be attached to what doesn't work. Are you listening to me? Don't be attached to what doesn't work. can see this friendship is not working. This family is not working. These relatives are not working for you. <laughs> yeah, we are bonded by blood. <laughs> and no wonder poverty is being transferred generation to generation. <coughs> A man must live his life. And if he wants to live it well, he must learn to learn. You must learn to learn. Listen to me. Opportunities will find you. They will find you. Because let me tell you, God wants you well. God wants you healthy. God wants you wealthy. God wants you prosperous. God wants you rich. God wants you free. God wants you enjoying life. That is his desire. That is his will for your life. Rise up to meet that will. Rise up to meet it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Anything is possible. You, you, you just gotta you just gotta see it. Anything is is possible. Is you, you can be first generation wealth, bro. You can be first generation. First generation. Look, look at look at LeBron James, a billionaire now. Look where he started. Look where he started. You see, the problem was with you is that you're not obs obsessed with success. You're not obsessed with wealth. You're not. You're not obsessed. All you're obsessed with is, 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 is being a spectator. A speculator. That's all you're obsessed with. Spectate, spectating is your is your craft. Like I said to you last week, if you can be obsessed enough about succeeding in life, you bring you you. You saw our sick last week, right? So last week, uh, we didn't have much of those things. I crashed. Ask my wife. She is my wife. She'll tell you. I walked from sunrise to sundown. Sunrise to sundown. Non-stop. Non-stop. Wouldn't see me. 
Only see me once. Hello. Food. Bye, babe. Sundown. Sun up. Sundown. Sun up. Sundown. Sun up. Until my body said, you got to chill, boy. You got to rest. You got to rest. So what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm just going to crash. And as soon as I felt better, the same thing all over again. Because I remembered something God told me. I remembered something that God told me. And I knew, I knew. See, see sometimes things got to click in your mind. You know, you, you got you to gotta get yourself to a place where things click. You know, sometimes things don't, aren't clicking. It's hazy, but you got to progressively bring yourself to a point where things like click. Because one, and the Bible says, and it dawned on David that he was king. He was always king. Nothing had changed. But when it dawned on him, everything changed. How he acted, how he behaved, he was king. So sometimes you, you, you got to let things click. Once things click, oh. Mm. And that's why I said to you last week, have a number. If you can have a number, it will be very fast for things to click because you'll know what you need to do. you know. Never seen rich people stay, stay, sit at the corner, stand at the corner. Let's go get English. It's a fellowship. That fellowship, Katie, Shelly, Katie, and another Kulman and their fellowship. Bro, you, you meet up with rich folks, right? Do, do you meet rich folks at the gate? Do you meet people who are successful doing some things in life at the gate? Lemgo Kuni, Guardatanago Kuni. You're with the wrong crowd. If all you do with your friends is stand at the gate and muse, you're with the wrong crowd. Fellowship, yes, but you better be moving somewhere. Hallelujah. 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 Diligent. That's where opportunities find. Anywhere outside that, he will not find you. You will not. Some of you have been working in retail for how long? How many promotions have you gotten? Here. Let's all stand. Because there's no room to grow. How are you going to grow? How are you going to grow when there are a thousand others, a thousand others, a thousand others who, who, who are struggling to get jobs, couldn't finish? A, a thousand. You are, you are competing with 20,000. 20, in, that, in that field, that position you have, there are 20,000 others, if not more, that want it. So, so, so tell me, no boss of yours is going to care about you because as soon as you leave, the, the, that place will be vacant. So you can't even say, no, give me a promotion. Who's going to give you? Oh, I'm trying a promotion. <laughs> Promotion. Do you know how many people are want this job that you have now? And you coming to tell me you want to pay pay increase. You see that? 
But then if you have a skill that if you leave now, they'll struggle for three months, five months, don't you think they're going to give you the promotion? Why don't you make yourself scars? And those are the hardest. Those are the? Those are the hardest. Elevate your game. Amen. Amen. Elevate your game. Elevate your game. That's all you got to do. Elevate your game. One last thing. Sit down. I want to look at you when I tell you this. Sit down. Come sit down. I want to look at you while I tell you this. In life, have an appetite for risk. Have an appetite for risk. Be willing to risk. Be willing to take risks. Hey, listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Some of you never grew, never developed, never progressed, and ne- are not progressing in life currently because you are afraid of taking risks. Everything in life is a risk. But when the reward of what you are risking outweighs the risk, it's worth taking. Because when the reward of the risk outweighs what you are risking, take it. I listen to me? Take risks. I listen to me? Take risks. That's what faith is after all. Calculated risks. That's what it is. That's what it is. Take risks. Have an appetite. Develop that appetite for risk. Right? Obviously, like with bad risk. In life, if you want to move, you got to risk. You got to risk your time. You got to risk your money. You got to risk relationship. You got to risk yourself. That risk. You got to risk. If you cannot take risks in life, forget it. For? Because this whole world is run on risk. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Take risks. Take risks. With everything. As long as the reward outweighs the risk, take it. Don't, Don't look back. What if it fails? It fails. Go risk something else. Go risk again. What if it fails? Go risk again. Because you will not risk long enough for the rewards of what you have risked to catch up with you. Many people are where they are in positions of influence and affluence because they decided to take the risk. They decided to take take it. Obviously, you got to know what you're risking and know what's the reward. Can't be like, I'm risking. No. I'm talking about on your journey in life. There are times when you're going to need to take risks. And those risks sometimes might mean moving out. Might mean moving to a new city. 
That's a risk you must be willing to take. That's the, you know, I've, I've evolved in my, in, my, in my perspective in life. The more I read the scriptures and I realized that God is, God is not tied to a mode, to a method. It can change any time. And I realized that the reason why so many of us cannot change and evolve and progress in life is because we are attached and married to old methods and old ways of doing things. Risk. Take a risk, move out. Take a risk, start a business. Take a risk. Everything is a risk. Everything is a risk. Whoa, what do you expect? Do you, do you want rewards? Go risk. And you must be willing to take that risk. What if you fail? Fail. You learn something. See, failure is failure if you do not learn. But if you learn, that failure was just payment to learn what you learned. Risk. Are you listening, are you listening to me? Sometimes you just got to put all your cards on the line. Because this thing of sitting in the boat and like, yeah, at least we are in the boat. You're not safe. Hambo swima or hambo hambe manzi. Lego to Zasala, you sink with the boat. You get what I'm saying? Be like Peter, take risks. What if I drown? Drown. At least Jesus is there. A righteous man falls. See why he's righteous? Because he falls. But the Lord does what? Picks him up. Why? He takes risks. See that? What if you fall? Fall. Stand up. Try again. Fall. Stand up. Try again. One of these days you're going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You fail, you fail, you fail, and then all of a sudden, everything clicks. And once it clicks, you see, once, once you get that, that, you see when you open a vault, you, you get that. Ah, <laughs> oh, they better take your numbers now. They better, they better attach themselves to you because, oh my God, when things change, listen to me, when things change, for you, they change fast. When things change, they change. Look, 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 look at what's happening now, right? Globally, recession, right? Everything is going down, countries are dilapidated. But do the richer get poorer? Hey, they keep getting. Why? Because it's just an opportunity. It's just another opportunity. You, you get what I'm saying? Because that's how life works. That's how, life works in seasons. That's how life is. The earth is in a season now. It's fine. It will pass. Right? How many recessions have they been? A lot. Countless. And the things bounce back? They bounce back. COVID. I, is, did life go on? Yeah. Are you wearing masks? No. That's how life is. Life, l- things never stay the same. 
think and and your job is to is to not is to not uh, 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 cement current experiences as eternal ones. Do you get what you get what I'm saying? Because that's how life is. Things go up, go down. Go up, go down. Go up, go down. That's how it is. That's how it. That's how life is. It's supply and demand. When God wants good for you, activation. When Satan wants you, God says, <laughs> Why? Because you'll only know God when Usara Nagbambi. Ungulgun Nagbambi Langegumazi. Job says, I've heard about you. When, every, when he was rich, moving around, you was like, I know God, I know God, until Satan stepped in. Then he was like, now I know God. Yo, Lord, I, I, I heard of thee after the hearing of my ears, but Lord, now I see you. Why? Satan got you. And you need that interplay between good and bad, God and Satan. You need that interplay. High times, low times. So we're not always about the high times. Yeah? High times. Listen, the lower the times, the higher the higher times. I'm telling you, that's how life is. You listen to me, Chris? And what is your job during every phase is to remain consistent. Times are hard, consistent. Times are good, consistent. You don't change. You get it? And nobody will stop you. If, if, if you leave that, it's principles. It's not like you're trying to be better. It's just principles that are there in life. And when everybody says, oh, oh, do you think the rich are like, oh, everything is crashing. Everything is crashing. They're like, all right, we wanted to get to this point. Once you get to this point, we buy. We buy. People are buying now when people are selling. Why? What do they know that you don't know? It's history. History. History is a good, 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 good measure of what will happen in the future. There's nothing new under the sun. What happened will happen. Do you hear that? They didn't write the Bible. What happened will happen. There'll always be wars. There'll always be recessions. There'll always, the only difference is you. You can decide whether you or you. In closing, be bullish, not bearish. Let's rise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you learning something? Learning is not enough. If you don't implement, it's useless. What with all this time you spent here, if if your intentions are not are not organized this information and work it out in your life in the best way that suits you, you've wasted your time. Right? Because knowledge is only potential. What is power is action. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So next week, tomorrow prayer, next week we'll be continuing.